I have to say that um, you do look quite fetching today. Fetching. Fetching. Splendid. I don't, I don't think anybody's ever said fetching when they talk about how I look before. Quite fetching, dear. I like it. Splendid. Marvelous. And I'm really, I like the way you're sitting, too. You know, you're oh. you're sitting very comfortably, but you are, you know, you have one hand up kind of on your shoulder like that. That's, that's kind of a sexy pose. You have the <laughs> hand down resting near your drink so you can enjoy it um, whenever you, you know. Thirsty. Need to wet your lips. <laughs> but the biggest thing is the way you have your legs crossed. Okay. That's That lets me know that I married the right woman. Because Rivolino's teachings have taught me that if her legs open wide, don't make her your bride. So stupid. We're adulting. Uh, you're under the influence. All right, Miss Bottle of Prosecco before noon. Oh, yeah. Maybe we're both under the influence. I mean, I might not enjoy you eating my pussy, but that doesn't mean I don't need to do it. And I said I was okay with a finger. I never said a thumb and three fingers. There's a fucking difference. I'm not really into butt play. But if you want me to strap it on and peg you, I will. Nothing, and I mean nothing, kills the mood more than, oh God, the baby has a shitty diaper. It's over. And we are adulting. Under the influence. I'm Jean. And I'm Jason. Let's do this. I don't understand how you're not a fan of Rivolino. Like, this guy. This guy is, you know, one of the wise men of our ages. Have we met before? (laughs) It is the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. Welcome, welcome. I am Jason. I'm Jean. And we are here. We are glad to be back. Yep. Uh, Second week here in the new studio. In a row. Uh, yeah, second week in a row, like dropping two episodes, and we plan to continue doing this, you that's, know, week that, after that, week. That's the goal. Yep, that's our plan. Drop it on Wednesdays. We're going to try to keep it at that. Um, going well, though. We're uh, set up here in Maryland, enjoying life. Um, now the owner of the haircutting place we took the toddler to is texting. It's really weird. I gotta that is weird. Is. Yeah. Um, Oh, they just—it's a—it's a fucking survey thing. I mean, I, that's what I would have assumed. Like, it'd be really strange if they were texting you for anything else. Well, I thought maybe you know, one of our employees just tested positive for COVID. Was my first thought. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, but that's not it. It's uh, yeah, this is the owner just asking how the team did. Mm-hmm. So that's good. It's a relief. Just kind of an odd thing. A few days later, I already yeah. got a text from the the store saying, "Hey, would you take our survey?" Hmm. That was weird. Yeah. I mean, like, your team did fine, but our baby did awesome. Yeah. Uh, we, we took the toddler f- for th- his first haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 20 months old. It was it mm. was time. I'm like, okay, we need to get this kid's haircut. Um, he was starting to look like Jeff Daniels from Dumb. <laughs> like, it just would just hang down and stick out everywhere. And Especially looked- with all the static. <laughs> <laughs> running around that little plastic playground thing. Yeah, he had all the static electricity. Definitely had the Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber look going. Um, he did great for the haircut, though. Uh, it looks much better. Uh, he looks like, you know... if I'll tell you what, the way the bangs are cut in the front, he almost went from Jeff Daniels to Jim Carrey. In yeah, no, totally. Like yeah, woman, I can see that. The woman did cut him a little square across there, except I think she didn't cut him very even. So no, I'm quite it. confident I can cut his hair the next time he needs a haircut. Agreed. I think I could. I mean, hell, I've cut the teenager's hair before, so. And I've cut yours. Yeah, you've cut mine. I've cut yours, too. I trimmed yours once. Remember? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at this. We are a very um, cosmetologically advanced family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that was that was the right way to use that. Uh, it's good to be back. Um 
I have to get this out of the way. I have a little bit of a tribute. Um, a guy I knew, uh, his name is Dave. Uh, we worked together in radio years ago. I was, you know, 20, 20, I think 20 years old when we met. Um, so 20 years ago. Uh, we got together, you know, we met um, at the radio station in Paris, Texas. We were working together. Uh, he actually was the one training me on how the, the board worked and everything in the studio worked. And I remember the first day, the boss there was like, okay, you're, Dave's going to be training you. He's a nice dude. Really funny guy. He does a, a show here. And just, just a little heads up, he's gay. But, like, you know, you're safe. He's not going to try to corner you in a room. Actually, his boyfriend is always here with him. So That's probably most gay dudes, actually. Not going to corner you. Yeah. I've only ever had one actually try to corner me. But um, No, it was weird, though, because like, he was like, his boyfriend's always here when he does this sh- his show. I was like, really he just hangs out he's like yeah he just like sits back in the corner he's not he doesn't ever talk he doesn't ever do anything he just sits there i was like all right so i showed up my first morning there's dave first of all dave was not what i expected because you know you you picture a gay guy you picture this you know (laughs) fit really has it together dude in great shape well dressed yeah and there sits this 400 pound mass of a man wearing shorts that come down past his knees, socks that come up so high they <laughs> almost meet them, and a shirt that is even too big for him. <laughs> it's so baggy, like, on his arms. And like I said, he, he's over 400 pounds. Yeah, that's big. He's huge. And uh, he's got this real gravelly voice. Hey, what's up? I'm Super Dave. And, like, he's just, he is the quintessential radio guy to mm-hmm. listen to. Mm-hmm. The women loved him. Mm-hmm. He was so charming. Mm. He was so funny and would flirt and they just would eat it up because he had that gravelly, sexy voice. Mm-hmm. And the women loved it. And he knew that and he played that up mm-hmm. and was very popular. Um, so I come in and there's Dave. Not what I expected. And I'm just like, hi, I'm young. I'm 20 years old. Never even really... Never really been around an openly gay person in mm-hmm. my life. It was then, a long time ago, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was, you know, 2000 Almost 20 years, baby. No, 2001, yeah. Yeah, 2001. 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago, exactly. Um, Dave was like, hey, how's it going? You know, I'm Super Dave. This is... Uh, and he looks over, points over at his boyfriend, and he said, this is my uh, ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess he doesn't... He's not sure if I know he's gay, so he doesn't want to drop out, this is my boyfriend, Derek. He's like, this is my, and he was like, ride. (laughs) And he meant to work, but knowing he's gay, it was so hard for me to keep a straight face, Mm -hmm. not calling him his ride. Um, It was was an interesting morning. Uh, Oh, because the the syndicated morning show we were airing, uh, Stephen DC show, they actually had Richard Simmons in studio that morning, and they were talking... Before, Richard Simmons, not Gene Simmons, which yeah. is who I first thought of in my head when you said Richard Simmons. Oh, no. Sweating to the oldies, Richard Simmons. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, yeah, Richard's down the hall. He's... They, they said, you know, we saw him down the hall. He's getting ready. Of course, this is happening at a studio in St. Louis. You know, we're just listening to the the, the syndicated feed that we're rebroadcasting. They're like, yeah, Richard's going to be in here in just a few minutes. He's all ready. He's covered in glitter. He's getting pumped up. He's working up a sweat. And from behind me in the corner in the back, I hear Derek in a very effeminate voice. First time I've heard him speak other than just a hi. Say, oh, my God, he's got glitter on. What? a faggot (laughs) and i lose my shit like (laughs) keeping it together at that point is not an option like i fucking lose it and dave's like yeah that's the he said something about that was the gayest sounding gay slur i've ever heard in my fucking life and i was like yeah that was that was like and he looks at me he's like so you know i'm i'm gay i was like yeah yeah trey told me you know you and your boyfriend to be in here. He's like, all right, cool. And he turned around to, and told, to him and said, shut up or no dick for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Derek got all red. And, Whatever. I'm not the bottom. <laughs> Buddy. It was, it was just, oh, it, was, it was so great. Ended up being a great dude. The first, like I said, the first gay guy I knew, like, well, and became mm-hmm. friends with, which I think really changed my 
views on these types of things a lot. He, he really did influence the way I looked at these types of things um, quite a bit. And also, so I was very young and new to this, so he used to tease me. And he always, like, I, I remember I'd gone shopping one time. I came in wearing some, like, new clothes, whatever, on Saturday night when he was working. I'd stopped by the station to pick up my paycheck. And he was like, woo, look at you looking good. And, like, he knew it, it freaked me out at first when he would act flirty towards me. <laughs> and that's why he would do it. Mm-hmm. And that, that one night I'd come in and uh, I was wearing, some, like I said, some new clothes. He's like, woo, you're looking good tonight. Almost good enough for me to date. I turned around and said, bitch, you couldn't afford me. <laughs> and, like, he fell on the floor laughing. Like, that was, like, the turning point there. He was like, oh, my fun's over. Jason's used to me, and he knows I'm harmless. So mm. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'd, I'd invited Dave over one time. I was having a little get-together at my house. And uh, he's like, is it cool if I bring my boyfriend? Which was a different guy than the one from that. This was, like, a, a year or so later. I was like, yeah, of course, man. More the mer- more the merrier. Everybody's welcome, you know. Uh, the more the farrier, or uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> Dave came over and um, had a few people. It wasn't a lot. I mean, there were seven or eight people there, tops plus myself. And um, I'd gone in the kitchen for something and, and was in there for a few minutes, visiting with some other people, getting drinks and doing this and that. And then I came out, and Dave's boyfriend is sitting in my recliner in my living room, smoking meth. <laughs> hmm, that's <laughs> now, awkward. Yeah, it was a bit. I I I freaked the fuck out. Like I was, I lost my shit. Um, that's when I found out Dave did meth quite often. Mm. Um, I never knew there was such thing as a four hundred pound meth user, but uh, that was that is interesting. Yeah, it was the first time I'd ever experienced that. Uh, it, was, it was it was. How unusual. many times have you experienced meth users? I mean, I worked in law enforcement, so mm. a lot. I used to see meth addicts regularly um so yeah it was it was an unusual experience for sure saying like oh so dave anyway dave shut it down it was like dude i guess david already got his hit so he was like what are you doing man you can't do that in his house he was like you just did he's like yeah but he's my friend put that (laughs) shit away (laughs) so i was like yeah i was like that's not cool man i was like you know i'm gonna do that shit here if you want to spark up a joint or something like I was even iffy on that at the time in my house, but <clears throat> so my landlord was like this super religious dude. Mm-hmm. It was like nothing unethical in my home. Shitty little duplex, but whatever. Yeah, I was a little freaked out, but he apologized. Never happened again. Um, other than the occasional Matthews, awesome dude to hang out with. He did the Saturday night request show, and he used to call me up. Hey man, what are you doing tonight? And I was like. I don't know, nothing. He said, well, come up here. So I'd go up to the radio station. I'd sit in with him <laughs> on the request show. You're one of those guys on a Saturday night. Yeah, I'm sitting at the radio station. Just, Where you work. Yeah. I love radio, though. <laughs> and I did. I love radio so much. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. I'd go up there and hang out. We'd talk shit. And then the the uh, local strip club would call the manager and be like, what are you guys doing when you're done? Like, no plans. They're like, all right, come out here. What do you want to drink? And we'd tell them. So I would go then from the radio station. We'd, we'd pre-record like the last hour. So at about 11 o'clock, we'd leave and because the show went till midnight. And we'd go out to the strip club. And they'd have an area roped off for us. And uh, whatever we wanted to drink would be there. I would always wanted a bottle of Crown. Dave always wanted Bud Light. So they would have him a case of Bud Light in a cooler and a bottle of Crown sitting on the table. And they'd be like, all right, just, you know, tell the waitresses what you need for mixers or, you know, ice, whatever. And, like, only who we told could come in the rope could come in our private area. And the girls were instructed not to take any money from us. Because before we went up there, we would talk about it on the radio. We'd be like, hey, come join us up at Baby Dolls. We're going to be hanging out, having drinks, watching the girls. Come have a good time. And it was free advertising. Or not free, but cheap advertising for them. Because everybody listened to Dave back then on that in that part of the world. So uh, that's what we do. I'd go hang out at the strip club after doing radio and not getting paid for it <laughs> and um, hang out with a gay guy at a <laughs> bar. Yeah. And that one night we, we were so drunk and this tiny little girl came up and gave him a lap dance and like he was just he was leaned back in the chair and his eyes were like huge and he was just like watching her every move <clears throat> and I, he leaned over to me after she got done and he, he like tugged at my shirt and I was like what's up dude he's like 
if she'd take me home, if she'd let me take her home tonight, by God, I would. <laughs> I was like, oh my what? God. He's like, she is the most perfect thing I've ever seen. That's so bad. I was like, what in the fuck? She was climbing him like a mountain during this lap dance. Yeah, it's a very weird thing. Yeah, and she was this tiny, tiny little thing, and he was just completely infatuated with her for the rest of the night. And even like days later when I saw him again, and I was like, dude. You're like ready to take that girl home. He's like, oh yeah, if she called me tomorrow, I'd still take her home. He's like, my God, she was exquisite. I was like, that is <laughs> exquisite. So yes, exquisite. Mm. And he was he was just enamored with this this tiny little stripper. <laughs> hmm. She was probably a good two to three inches shorter than you. I mean, she was tiny. You know, three inches to put her under five foot. Yep, she was without a doubt under five foot. It was, uh, she was little, which made watching her climb this 400 pound man much more entertaining, mm. <laughs> like a little spider monkey climbing all over a giant rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, strings to Dave, the good guy. You he actually told me what made him turn gay was that he actually... You haven't said anything about him other than that. I said he, I said he passed away, didn't I? No. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, so I just found out that they passed away recently. Um, He got COVID. He went to the hospital and um, didn't make it out. Uh, He, like I said, very large, very morbidly obese, a lot of other health problems, and I believe he was vaccinated, but still just with all the other problems, COVID was too much, so... Raise a, raise a glass to Dave, everybody. He's to a, Dave. He's a fun guy. Yeah, he did tell me that the reason he was gay is because he tried to go down on a girl. He had been with the girls before, and the last one he tried to go down on it stunk so bad he never wanted another. I feel like that's not a good reason to be gay. Like, that could just have been a, like, isolated experience. I mean, it was definitely just an isolated experience. I mean... I've never had a girl that smelled so bad. I was like, oh, man, I think I'm going to go for dick instead. <laughs> yeah, but like... <laughs> That's of that. I'm, but you uh, said, so, like, even if you did, like, I'm not going to do this again, but also I'm ready to take some cock. Right, and, and I kind of wonder, like, in his life, did he never find an asshole that smelled bad? I find that hard to fucking believe. It sounds like he was the bottom. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but the, wouldn't the bottom... You, you know, never mind. We're not even going to go into all this. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. I don't need to. No need to delve that far into Dave's personal thing. I'm just, just have to say, I'm I'm very fortunate to have known Dave. Great guy, and uh, he will be missed. I hadn't talked to him in a long time, but we're Facebook friends and uh, visit every once in a while. I sent a message when I found out he was in the hospital. Told him, "Hey, buddy, hang in there. I'll be thinking about you and sending good vibes your way." And he never saw the message, but. That's okay, baby. I'm sure the good vibes still did some stuff, so. Yeah, I'm sure he had a little tingle in his dingle. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jason's thinking about me. <laughs> <laughs> fun guy, fun guy. Mm-hmm. Um, are you enjoying your drink over there? You're about done with it. Yep. Share what you're drinking this evening. Yeah, so. Um, Interesting we have, choice. We have this dairy up the road. It's not like an organic dairy or anything like that, but just, it's just a dairy. And the milk is really good, and they have all these other, like, meats and eggs, and the ice cream is fucking amazing. But they also have these iced teas, like sweet or unsweet. It's, like, not like a big variety. Anyway, so today I went to the dairy because I had to pick up a bunch of milk, you know, because... We have a toddler. And a teenager. Yeah. And they drink a lot of milk. I think the teenager might be drinking more milk than the toddler right now. And um, I got some of this tea and brought it home. And the tea is really good with bourbon. <laughs> so I'm drinking some tea, some sweet tea from Brooms Bloom Dairy, who's not paying us right now and probably would not want to be associated with this podcast. But <laughs> yeah, they're more of a family, mm-hmm. family thing. But their tea and some bourbon. Yeah, and it's uh, Basil Hayden bourbon in there by the way mm, really that with, yeah. i feel like we shouldn't put basil hayden in drinks 
Because we should just drink that straight. I I agree, but um, we're running out of options that are mixable. Oh, there's some Elijah Craig over there. That's mixable. Yeah, I didn't know we had Basil Hayden's over there. It's upstairs. It's in the kitchen. I didn't know that either. (laughs) Because that's how much time I spend in the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you keep me around for. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, no, we do do have that uh, Basil Hayden's. And I'm drinking actually just a classic whiskey and Coke. Um, I needed a little caffeine because it's been a long day, and mm-hmm. I was getting a little tired. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I don't know if I'm going to make it through a podcast. I definitely need a little caffeine, but I also need some whiskey. So, the classic whiskey and Coke. Yep. For the with the, with the old Scout, uh, ninety nine proof bourbon. Nice. That's mistaken. I think I called it a one hundred proof last time, but it is actually ninety nine. So, I'm going to be called a liar. By the uh, bourbon snobs out there. Like, you were off by one proof. Don't be yawning. Don't start that shit again. It's fucking... Are you serious? Like, last (laughs) night... Last night, I stayed up later than everybody. Jason went to bed. The teenager went to bed. And I was the last one up. And that never fucking happens. I didn't go to bed. I just fell asleep on the couch. And you stayed asleep. And I was like, cool, I'm going to watch my shows. <laughs> I'm going to watch my shows. I'm going to do shit on my computer. And the teenager got up and he left. And What were we watching? We were watching... We watched F is for Family. That's when you fell asleep. Oh, yeah. That's what we were watching. F, we was Yeah. We were watching F is for Family. That's right. And then I watched... After you went to sleep, I went to... I watched Euphoria. And then I watched Jersey Shore. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, um, what are you reading right now? I know we 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 talked about mentioning that on this podcast. Yeah. So, okay. I oh, I have to look it up because I don't know the name of the book. Give me to tell mine real quick. Yeah. Go ahead. So I just finished one. So I'm uh, about to dive into. I believe it's uh, how to talk dirty and influence people, and it's the Lenny Bruce autobiography. I got for Christmas, and I'm really excited about this. Um, last comedy show I did, I was uh, actually wearing my Lenny Bruce t-shirt. And one of the other comedians was like, "Is wait, is that Lenny Bruce on your shirt? Like, yep, it is. And the the bartender asked me if it was Lennon. Like, um, the, you know, Vladimir Lennon, not, not, uh, oh. not John Lennon. It was like... Is that okay. Vladimir Lenin? Wait. That's better than John Lennon. Or was it Joseph Stalin? I don't know. It was some like... Whatever. You know, dictator from that era. I was like... It wasn't John what? Lennon. No, it was not John Lennon. He wasn't asking me. Was like, no, it's uh, Lenny Bruce. No, it was definitely Lennon. He was asking if it was... What? Is it? Is it Vladimir Lennon? That's not right, is it? Are you asking me? Yeah. Is it, I have is no idea. Is it Vladimir Lennon? I don't... Maybe I don't remember... I've taken a lot of history and shit, but, you know, I don't remember. I am reading a book called The Midlife Bounty Hunter, uh, which is about a woman in her 40s who has just gotten divorced and is in some, like, shadow world bullshit. And she's, like, getting a job, and it's really funny because she's like, I'm fucking 41 and really sore because I have to do some physical labor. And there's some crazy shit happening. Yes. And it's fun, and it's easy to read, and... I like it. And it is Vladimir Lenin. I can't believe I had to look that up. The teenager would be so disappointed in me. I'm not disappointed in you, baby. I know. That's all that matters. <laughs> I knew it. And I'm like, why does that say? It just didn't sound right. Didn't sound right. But really, dog, go lay down. <laughs> you all this jingling in the background. That is the small dog scratching herself here as she, mm-hmm. I guess, begs for a sip of your bourbon. I don't know what she's doing. Staring at you. She needs her teeth cleaned real bad, though. Her breath stinks. <laughs> it's okay, Sky. We still love you. We still love you. But baby, I do need a refill. I know, and we're... All right. We'll, we'll take a short break. Bathroom break, refill break. We'll be back in a moment, everybody. All right. You got a refill. Feel yep. better? I do. I went with the Elijah Craig this time. So okay. it's safe. There's not a lot of Basil Hayden's left. There's just enough for like one good drink of it straight so with Elijah Craig with your sweet tea so save, save the Basil Hayden's for me please always um, so one thing we didn't uh, we talked you know about where we're living now uh, in Maryland mm-hmm. and we're north of Baltimore 
but we're not far from Baltimore, like mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes from, depending on what part of the city. Um, it's a really cool area to live in. Uh, Baltimore is a unusual city, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Uh, bit of a dingy city, mm, kind of yeah. gritty. Like I know, like I was working all over the city. Gritty is a good word. And some of the, like worst neighborhoods. And I liked the grittiness of the city, though. Like the people, like you can tell they've been through some shit, and mm-hmm. and it shows. And they, you know, it's it's weathered them, both mm-hmm. in body and spirit, and that definitely shows. It's a, a little bit of a hardened place, but. It's definitely interesting getting to to experience that working in the city, meeting a bunch. I met a ton of people in the few months I was working down in, like I said, in some of the worst neighborhoods. I remember knocking on the door of this this house, and I was a little, I was a little nervous. It was I was really new, still going into the city, and um, this dude answered the door, and he looks at me like, "Who the fuck are you, and why are you at my door?" And he's like, "What?" And that's all he says. I'm like, I'm the electrician. I'm here to fix your furnace. He, and his his expression changed so instantly. He's like, <laughs> wait, you're here to fix the furnace? Like, yeah, that's, uh, you know, we have the, the, the call this morning. He's like, oh, yeah, come on in, come on in. And it's like five or six dudes all in their early 20s. I'm guessing there's some a lot of illegal activity that goes on in this house. It's It is shady as fuck. And they lead me down into this dark-ass basement that's partitioned off with a couple of sheets that are hanging. And the one area of it is actually where one of these guys sleeps. It's his mattress on the floor with a little aquarium with something living in it next to his <laughs> bed with a, with a light over it. Um, it wasn't like a grow thing. It wasn't like he was growing weed. It was like actually like a, some type of reptile or tarantula. I don't fucking know. Anyway... Um, shady looking as shit and then they they move the sheet so I can go through into the half of the basement that it has absolutely no light so I have to get my, my headlamp on and uh, fix their furnace for them I got it going again these guys were my biggest fans ever and mm-hmm. I, I realized like that's how we need to bridge the racial gap in this country is just have white guys go fix the furnaces of people <laughs> in the hood because like we were best friends by the time I left there was there two dudes were standing over me one was smoking a cigarette and the other was smoking a blunt and they were passing them back and forth like he'd give that dude the cigarette and then he'd give him the blunt and they'd swap and they're like you want in on either of these <laughs> it's like I'm good man I'm good I appreciate the offer they're like alright man you need either you just let us know as long as that furnace gets fixed <laughs> I was like I appreciate that so I have a question. Okay. So you know, my dad was born in Baltimore. Yep. He grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. And my mom was born and raised in Queens. Yep. So now that we've lived here for like six months, do you think you finally can understand me? I understood you anyway. I didn't understand your mom as well. <laughs> I, now. I never got to meet your dad, but I definitely um. I felt like I understood him a little better all along. He definitely sounds like somebody I've gotten along with very well. Um, your mom, I, I still don't understand, but uh, <laughs> you know, I definitely get a little bit of her personality now, being a New Yorker and you know, born and raised in Queens. Like, like we didn't make it to Queens when we went to New York, but we need but to. We were in New York, <laughs> so you know, it was. Um, and that's one of the cool parts about living here. We're so close to everything. Mm-hmm. There's like a, a third of the population is within like two hours of, of the nation is, is within two hours of where we yep. live. So it's fucking crazy. And, uh, you know, I've spent most of my time in Baltimore for work. We haven't really been down there for any recreation, so to speak. But we, uh, uh, see, look at that. You yawn and you make me. We did take the trip down to D.C., took the kids down there. That was our first one. First time I'd been to D.C. since seventh grade. Yeah. Um, cool town, though. Just has a cool vibe to it. Like, the whole, you know, all the history, the museums, uh, all the shady politicians and, and crooked people, you know. I definitely, definitely trust the dudes in the house 
whose furnace I was fixing a lot more than I do any of the politicians in D.C. Like, I feel like I was much safer with them. Um, much less likely to end up like, you know, what's her name, Mary Jo Kopechny or Kopechnik or whatever it was. That, <laughs> uh, rode with Ted Kennedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd hang out with those guys every day before I'd get in the car with a Kennedy. Um, yeah, the Kennedys have bad luck. Yeah. Cars are planes, man. They just, they don't fare well. Um, but D.C. is a cool town. Like, we had a good time. Mm-hmm. We got to go uh, take the teenager who's a huge history buff to see the American History Museum, which was so much fun. And, uh, you know, we got to see the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. Walk by the Washington Monument. Yep. The Capitol. Walk by White the House. theater that where Lincoln got shot. Yeah, Ford Theater. We got walked right by that a couple times. Um, it's right up the road from where we were staying. Um, DC's a great town. It's so cool being close to that. Uh huh. It is very cool. Like I've been to this part of the world lots of times. Probably the first time I've ever been there was um, DC. I came up to DC when I was like eight. Eight years old. I was eight years old. Damn. Yep. When my mom was, uh, my mom got activated. She was in the Navy during Desert Storm. She got activated and had to go up to the, and work in the Pentagon. Like the reserves? She was in the reserves, yeah. Okay. So she got activated and she had to go work up at the Pentagon. And that's what I like. That That's probably the first time I remember. Like I like legit remember. But like we've been up to New York lots of times. And I have like little glimpses of what I remember, but yeah, yeah. yeah no, it was cool. Like DC is a cool place. New York is a cool place. We went up to New York too. Yeah, I took the kids up to New York City. I spent a weekend there, um, tooling around, seeing the sights. Did a shitload of walking. I think, uh, yeah, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I think, I think <laughs> Saturday I checked my. I had a Fitbit and I'd walked four, oh, just over 14 miles. I think just under 50. It was like 14.9 miles I walked that Saturday uh, that we were there. But an amazing experience. That's my first time in New York City ever. And it's been my one of my bucket list places. Uh, we didn't get to make it down uh, to the World Trade Center area. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't, this, we weren't in town for very long. No, and you know, we just... You know, Midtown down to the village is like where the bulk of our exploring happened. But it was so much fun and we got to see so much cool stuff. Got to have my first bagel in New York City, mm-hmm. Lox and Bagels. Man, that was. I had a plug Essa Bagel, which I guess it was right by our hotel and we didn't know it was one of the best bagel places in all of New York City. And we just lucked out. That was our first experience there. Um,. Saw the Empire State Building. Could only see half of it for a lot yep. of the day because of the clouds. Yep. Um, walked down Broadway, Times Square. Uh, I think the most amazing thing to me is that the teenager who was... When we first moved to this part of the world from Hawaii, he was so skeptical about New York City. He was scared. Like He was like, oh, it's going to be so rat-infested. It's going to be so nasty. And, you know, he was like... Yeah. He just had this, this preconceived notion in his head of what New York was going to be. And then we got there, and he instantly fell in love. Yeah. Like, he loved walking around, seeing everything. And then I heard him just a few days ago. He was on the phone with one of his friends from Texas. And it was like, if you ever get to go to New York City, it is the most amazing city you will ever experience. He's like, it was the most unbelievable place. And I was just like, wow. That's... No, that is, it's incredible. And New York is, like... And I've told that to you before we went. Like, New York is an incredible city to go to. It really is. Like, there's just something about it. And I've known a lot of people who are huge New York fans. Like, just loved being in the city. Um, I dated a woman who was, like, wanted to move to New York. And I was like, have fun with that. <laughs> was, you know, shit, I was in my 20s. I was like, there's no way I'd ever live in New York. Are you out of your mind? I was this young, dumb Texas boy that just... I didn't know any better. I'd never really been anywhere. I mean, I've been to Florida. I've been to California, you know, short trips. 
you know, vacations when I was younger. Um, border towns of Mexico, Colorado, mm-hmm. D.C. once, like I said, when I was in seventh grade. So I hadn't seen a lot of these things. So it was a uh, getting to see it in person was eye opening. Yeah. Yep. I mean, New York is a freaking amazing city. Yeah, and I okay. So if 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 one if we didn't have kids and everything, I could definitely see going and just living there for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Yep, just, I used to say that. I said that before. I was like, when I was younger, I was like, oh, I just love to come, just like live in the city for a year. Yeah, I think it would be mm-hmm. amazing. Just to, you know, find a job, and and just just exist there for a year and experience everything the city has to offer. I wonder how hard it would be to leave after that year, though. Ask my mom. She lived there for 18, 20 years before she left. It's different when you're a kid, though. Like, as an adult, like, if you, you know, going there. I know guys who have gone there for, like, comedy and things like that. And, oh, you have your friend that we met up with while mm-hmm. we were there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he's lived there for how many years now? Um, He moved up there. God damn, it's probably been... Um... Eight years, yeah. yeah, seven, eight years. He seemed very happy with. Well, actually, okay, so um, no, probably I saw him in two thousand fifteen. He was there. Yeah, it was seven years ago ish. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He seemed very happy with his choice. Yeah, I like still was. living there, like. <coughs> Yeah, hasn't packed up and gone back to Florida, so uh, I'd say he's pretty happy with uh, New York City. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. He'd be happier if, you know, you moved up there with him or something. Shut (laughs) up. (laughs) That dude's definitely in love with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice guy, though. Good dinner, or good lunch at a great sushi place. Yeah, he's a nice dude. He's a good dude. Walking all over the place. He came to my dad's service, so. Yeah. Drink a bottle of wine on a on the sidewalk and down in the village, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then had the great uh, the truffle restaurant we went to down in the village too. Mm-hmm. It was uh, mm-hmm. everything truffles. We had truffle infused cannolis. Yeah, those were tasty. I guess he knew the owner of the place. Yeah, but open, even as we open. sat there, I was like, "Does he really know the owner?" <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Seemed to recognize him when he got we, there. We were there, and I'm like, I think he did. <laughs> I've known this kid like a long time. <laughs> Is he a bit of a bullshit artist, you're saying? Yeah. 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 I have friends like that, too. Yeah, like, um, being, like, eighth grade and being, like, closing himself up in the bathroom with Foo Fighters playing pretending he was at the concert <laughs> gene if you just go out with me i'll take you to the foo fighters concert glad you didn't fall for that one you've just been in his bathroom with the, the <laughs> really loud. <laughs> his brother's like yeah he was just he was just in the bathroom like fucked <laughs> <laughs> up his brother sold him out i mean i would have sold my brother out too i was the younger brother i was kind of a dick yeah a little, yeah. <laughs> in, my, in my defense, though, my brother would have definitely sold me out too. He'd have mm-hmm. been like, "That little bastard was in the in the bathroom. Don't let him lie to you. Don't let him lie to you, girl." Mm-hmm. But still, touch his penis. That would have been my brother. I never got that impression. But <laughs> the difference between my buddy and his brothers in age is a lot different from you and your brother. So true. My brother's a decade older than me. Mm-hmm. I remind him of that every chance I get. Yeah, well, I don't think he ever thought that wasn't the case because, or thought that was the case because. <laughs> no, he, uh, it's funny, he was, uh, me, I posted something on, on Facebook the other day, it was a picture of the to- of the teenager when he was three, and uh, I said, man, how did that happen, how did this happen, this was ten years ago, like a full decade ago, that this happened, and I tagged my dad in it because my dad was there with my son in the picture, and course old bildo had to get on there and comment and say uh yeah it's because you're old as fuck dude and i understand the irony of me saying that since i'm a decade older than you but still you're fucking old <laughs> i was like mm, touche that's a good reminder yeah <laughs> yeah every once in a while you gotta get kicked in the crotch like that 
Yep. Who better than your sibling to, to provide it for you? Yeah. Talk. Um, so we're planning another trip to New York now. Hopefully, yep. Yep. We're, we're, we're in the planning process and and uh, hoping that everything works out so we can get up there uh, sometime in April. Yep. Towards the end of April for a nice adult visit yep. to the city that never sleeps but also never wakes up because nothing is open early there uh, for a city that never sleeps shit stays closed for a long time there's plenty of shit that's open early we just didn't look for any didn't of it didn't find it <laughs> yeah um, um uh, it's gonna be interesting going back just the two of us though without the kids getting to go hit some bars and yep uh, the only bar we hit was an irish pub for lunch the day we left <laughs> we went there and, and this like cool little irish pub dive bar and had, mm-hmm. had lunch before we after hitting one before that where they're like yeah we don't serve food go to the next place yeah they're like <laughs> two doors down is the irish pub that serves food that's not us we're yep. the irish pub that just serves alcohol like, oh, like it should be yeah <laughs> all right man <laughs> we got you we got you um, that's one thing I've always been a fan of Irish pubs in Texas there's like you know one per city up here they're everywhere yeah like the little that we live in a smaller town and there's at least three that's funny um, makes me sad for you baby <laughs> I've been around a lot of Irish pubs <laughs> I mean, I've been in several but I've always enjoyed them but there's just there was always uh, you know, of course, I never. When I lived in Dallas, I had a, a baby, and um, we didn't really go out. So mm-hmm. I know there are more Irish pubs around there, but I just never got to experience them. Um, living in smaller towns that I lived in in East Texas and uh, even in West Texas, where I grew up, like there's not a lot of bars. There's not a lot of you know Irish pubs around. So it wasn't until later that I started experiencing them, but. Uh, Loved them. We've been to, and at this point, you and I, we've been to Irish pubs in Miami, in yep. Key West, mm-hmm. and in Hawaii, in Japan. <laughs> we've been to an yeah, Irish pub in Tokyo. Irish pubs are everywhere. Yeah. We'll go great. to one in Rome. When we go to Rome, we'll go to one. Yeah. It's it's great. Like, I love a good Irish pub. The The one here that we always eat at is phenomenal. Like, it's a great bar, mm-hmm. uh, great food great atmosphere like that's what i love in a bar i just wish they had fucking dartboards like why does nobody up here have dartboards yeah nobody has dartboards it's really weird because that's it's like an irish pub tradition is to have a fucking set you know dartboards on a wall somewhere even the even the irish pub in maui <laughs> yeah we've we've been yeah. irish pubs on two different islands two or three different islands in hawaii too so definitely oahu and maui yeah so, but had dartboards. Yep. Not here. None of them. Not many dartboards. Wait, hold on. Any dartboards that we came across in Hawaii was all the electronic shit. No, um, they yes. actually had some real ones. Other than Maui at O'Toole's, but it was always closed off over there because that we were there count for them. comedy shows. We never shows. played them. We didn't play them, but they had them. But in Maui, they had real dartboards, mm-hmm. and we did play and had a good time there. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yep. Um, yeah, Tools did have real dartboards. They had a couple of electronic ones, and they had a couple of real ones, too. They're just always closed off. And the only place here we found so far that has dartboards had all these fucking tables yeah. in front of them. It was like this mm-hmm. restaurant and bar in town. and Some tables. fucking bullshit. Yeah, I, I wanted to complain to the manager, but me too. And I remembered that would require way more effort than I'm willing to put out over some dartboards. Because I was we, willing to. We have our own. I'm not going to be a. Karen. We do now. I'm not going to be a Karen over a dartboard. Whatever. <laughs> you put dartboards up. You should let people play darts. I agree. I agree. Especially since there was nobody sitting at those tables. Like the bar, actually, where the dartboards were, was completely empty. But we can't be too judgmental because we didn't talk to anybody about those dartboards. Well, there was nobody in there, remember? When we went to talk to somebody, That's, there was, was no true. bartender. We like, we waited. To. Yeah, we did. Like, five minutes, and, like, nobody showed up. We're like, well, should we leave, or should we just go back here and start mixing our own drinks? I don't know how this works. This is it's fucking weird. It was just an empty bar. Because there are, like, three different... There's a restaurant, and then, like, 
two or three different bars inside this one big building and that one bar there was just nobody in there mm-hmm. so weird so i guess we need to to get into our next topic um you you slash we <laughs> i guess have found a new obsession <laughs> not an obsession but a fascination yeah i feel like obsession's a very strong word yeah not not necessarily obsession but definitely fascinated more so with watching yeah than uh participating but definitely always watching partic- participating as well always watching you know when i was in high school um and my english teacher was like who knows what voyeurism is and i was like <laughs> <laughs> you were like oh i do it's like liking to watch he's like yep little pervert <laughs> <laughs> and you were like you have no idea uh, weird no idea. right <laughs> we all have a bit of a voyeuristic nature in us i mean i think we all do to to a certain extent everybody I mean, does yeah, everybody, everybody does. wants if, to watch if we didn't porn wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar industry and nobody would ever watch the news like nobody would give a shit about it's also true third world countries and people dying like voyeurism yeah. is isn't just a sexual thing like uh, there's a song vicarious by tool and talks about i need to watch things die from a good safe distance <laughs> like that's uh it's a very voyeuristic nature that's why news networks that are 24-hour news coverage get so many viewers mm-hmm. um and in this case it's just some of it i don't get watching people's everyday life yeah through a kick live stream it's not always the same no, but some of them, like it's some okay, of it so is, the, yeah. the new obsession is there's the Kick app, which is a messenger app, and and they've started this Kick Live where you can stream video and mm-hmm. people can join in and watch. Mm-hmm. So we started off just like watching a few of these and being like, oh look at this, look at this person, oh look, this dude plays guitar and video games and does stuff. This chick just sits there and completely ignores the fucking camera. It has 1,500 viewers. Yeah, it's so weird. What What is it about, like, chicks who just, like, want to sit there and paint their nails or just, like, stare off into space or play video games or, like, I don't know, do weird shit? And, like, there's, like, 1,500 people watching. What's that about? Please tell me. Yeah, we actually have a kick live stream going right now. <laughs> so we, we've done a couple of these where we just get on there and we just, like, sit and Gene will talk with people and... Um, yeah, you, you yeah if anybody wants to answer you obviously have the dudes that are like you know show us your boobs but there's like no nudity allowed on this um, actually she like accidentally showed a little too much cleavage I guess one time and got booted <laughs> it was fucking weird like she was just wearing a shirt that she would wear anywhere but got booted for something I don't know it's fucking stupid anyway so we have this going right now on Jean and um mm-hmm because if, if we had it far enough back where you could see both of us, we wouldn't be able to read what's on the screen. So we just have it focused on Gene and um, trying to find out what the deal is. What, uh, you know, what draws people to watch someone that doesn't even pay attention? Like, there's so many of these, the, especially the females on there, act like the camera's not even on and the dudes are just glued to it. What do you think it is, babe? I have no idea. I really don't. Anybody who's watching, we're asking, what is it about a kick live where there's a chick who's just like not paying any attention to what's actually happening and there's so many people watching? Like, why is that? Can anybody explain? I don't get it. I mean, like, I'm, I look, I am a, I wouldn't say I'm a connoisseur of porn, but I'm definitely one that uh, uh enjoys porn a little bit different probably i think than most don't like anyway i don't understand this like infatuation with just watching someone just live their life like just mm-hmm. just sit there and do their normal shit brush their hair um trim their toenails um do nothing just sit there like there's some of them that she could just be like watching tv or sleeping Not- Oh yeah, there were, there's been a few of them where the, the girl was just like literally asleep, and we'll have a thousand fucking viewers just watching as someone sleeps. 
where you can see like some hair sticking out from under a blanket and nothing else. Not like they're laying there naked or even in, you know, scantily clad, sprawled across the bed. Like a chick will just be all covered up underneath the blankets. You can't tell anything about her except what color her hair is. And people are watching and still commenting throughout her slumber. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Like, I don't understand this phenomenon. Even a little bit. What are they saying right now? Is like anybody Not talking? much. Yeah. Probably because I can't hear you. So, kick viewers. We're trying to understand what it is that makes people want to watch people just like be... Like, what makes people want to watch people just, like, being... Exist. Existing. But I don't know. Like, when I go to bed at night and I'm, like, getting all tucked in, I'm like, let's see what's happening on kick. She'll just pull up, like, random streams and yeah. see what people are doing. Yeah. It's just, like, it's, it's, it's interesting to me. Like, people are just, like, up there and doing their thing. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, what is up with this? Sometimes I watch a lot more than others. So do you have the like certain ones that you go to, or do you just find random ones? Well, so if you favorite somebody, they just pop up. Yeah. And if that f- pops up, then I'll go to that. But if it doesn't, then I'll just look and see whatever else happens to be there. And I'll watch it for a little bit, and I'll go to bed. I'm like, what the fuck is... Why are people watching this? And then I go to bed. I get that. I get that. Yeah. I don't watch it, I think, as much as you do. But uh, I do once in a while. And I favorited, like, two people, I think. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't ever watch their streams. One of them's, like, never on. But... Mm -hmm. I just go through and find something. And it's funny because they always have like a picture, you know, it's like a their promo or profile picture or whatever that it displays. And then like you'll always see, you see a lot of them, they're like these really scantily clad, what looks like a, yeah. an attractive female. And then you click mm-hmm. on it. And I click on it most of the time to see how far off the actual video image I'm going to see is from the, the profile picture. Because that is some yeah. clickbaity shit. Like, yeah. these chicks will use every trick in the book with makeup, angles, Photoshop, all this shit. They might not all be chicks, baby. In these, well, but the ones that I watch. The ones that they I They present on, themselves as female. Yeah, they... Yeah, so they're chicks. And when you click on it, like, you can tell usually they're still female, but it's like, ooh, mm-hmm. you don't look anything like your profile picture. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you look rough as hell. And, you know, but in their defense, like, it's them sitting there in a pair of sweats with their hair pulled up in a ponytail, no makeup on. They've got, like, a horrible acne outbreak and because they, they just went on a binge of playing video games and eating fucking <laughs> nothing but uh, nacho cheese Doritos for six days and, and drinking Pepsi. And, like... You're like, oh, yeah, you're coming down off a crazy, like, gamer binge or some shit. Like, yeah. It is a very interesting thing. And, and it's it, it's cool to me because, like, there's there's so many different streaming platforms. Like, you know, Kick is one of the lesser known ones as far as, like, the streaming goes. Yeah, I didn't know what Kick was until very recently. But Twitch is a big gaming, gamer streaming service. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so many people stream on Twitch. And you can have, like, free streams, and then you can have, like, subscriptions and pay-per-view mm-hmm. streams. Mm-hmm. I still... I don't think there's any nudity still on Twitch. But it is uh, amazing how many people follow female gamers on Twitch. Yeah, you know, like, one of these days, I'm either going to have an OnlyFans or a Twitch account. <laughs> <laughs> And if all I have to do is, like, play video games and have people follow me, that's, this, all, that's a lot less work than, like, being on OnlyFans. Yeah, I mean, OnlyFans, you gotta come up with outfits and different creative poses. And, and like, like, pay to get waxed and shit. Right? But, like, uh, there's, right. there's a couple of female comedians that are yeah. big on Twitch streaming. Um, yeah. Kim Congdon uh-huh. and Natalie Cuomo. Yeah. Uh, both of them do this and they're like giveaway shit on their Twitch streams that what do they give away uh, like the Switch the Nintendo Switch Lite 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- but each of them have given away a, a Switch Lite in the last like week or so. Mm-hmm. And like you know, it's a couple hundred dollar prize that they give mm-hmm. away. Um, I'm sure it's sponsored. I'm sure somebody's paying for that. You know, and I'm sure they're not paying for it. It's uh, it's fascinating. Like, yeah, I got this, a message. Oh, really? This a message or just a comment? A comment. Oh, okay. This is he. This doesn't seem like a very good interview. Steve, who do you think is interviewing Hugh? Who? Tell him this is our podcast. This you is know, our podcast. We're, we're just the hosts. we're just talking. Our, our friends are commenting on us uh, here. <laughs> this is a. This Ooh. is. Um, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, really funny. Uh, hi, Kay. Hi, Nigel. Nigel. That is like the most like British name in history. Like, if I am ever like walking into a room and to, I have to be announced, I want somebody named Nigel to announce me. Now entering the room, please welcome... Jason Gelwick. And I just walk in and go, thank you, Nigel. Thank you, Linus. Exactly. Um, <laughs> hi, Nigel. We're doing a podcast right now called the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. Because we are adulting under the influence. <laughs> we always adult under the influence. We do always adult under the influence. And... We're talking about this kick live stream thing and just streaming in general. We're co- we're talking about like streaming in general because it's a very interesting thing that we've never actually been a part of until recently when we found this kick live and it's a lot of fun. I gotta admit, it's a lot of fun. The drunker you are, I think the fun more fun it is too, because then well, you just don't give a fuck. That's true. <laughs> the drunker I am, the funner it is. <laughs> Um, but we're recording it right now, but like nothing on the screen is coming up and there's no screen recording going there's on. There's no this screen just, recording. An audio just, podcast right now. It's just an audio podcast and that's all I'm going to say. But if you stick around, I might say more. <laughs> and Gene is finishing off another drink. Now, I think the, uh. The OnlyFans thing is an interesting phenomenon. It really is. Like, yeah, it is. This became such a like. I mean, it was it was getting big, and then the pandemic hit, and it exploded. Um, so many women, especially that that couldn't go to work, then you know, some of you got laid off. Particularly women. I know there's some guys on OnlyFans too. I'm not saying there aren't. They just don't make the money the women do. Um, this exploded. You know, these women are like. I, I can make money. I can stay here at home. I can show my boobs and make a fortune. There are women who show no nudity on their OnlyFans and still have subscribers. That's great. It's amazing. Uh, Marina Kaufman, she's uh, she's a MMA fighter. She actually uh, has an OnlyFans and is straight up like, look, I'm never nude. I don't show anything other than like you know sports bras swimsuits stuff like that and but here it is you can subscribe and like she has subscribers to her OnlyFans. she's somebody who i would love to have on the podcast i think she would be interesting because she is she's like a female mma fighter she's um has an OnlyFans that doesn't show any nudity um she's big into social media i think she would be a fun one to to have on the podcast it could be a an interesting interview so the, the fact that she doesn't show nudity and still does well on OnlyFans is impressive that is impressive so would you rather would you rather do an OnlyFans or would you rather do like Twitch where you don't have to show nudity and just play video games and get followers I mean probably Twitch because I mean okay so having just learned about this woman you just said about yeah, Marina Kaufman. You just talked about yeah. Um, 
excluding her in this conversation, probably Twitch because you know I just get to like play video games and like if I could make like make bank playing video games and people su- subscribing to that, I would be okay with that. But you know, if like I had to do some OnlyFans shit, <laughs> like, this is my next job, right? Like after I retire, yeah, I just have to take some pictures. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, I can see that. Um, well, you know, we've talked about a, a, a Patreon for the podcast where we we tell stories maybe on the pod on on a Patreon that we can't tell personal stories, our mm-hmm. experiences that we could tell on Patreon mm-hmm. that we couldn't tell on the podcast um, for privacy reasons without it being behind a paywall. <clears throat> um, and, and OnlyFans could be like your Patreon. You know, <laughs> you do like a kick live in just your, you know, low-cut regular top and then your OnlyFans is like, oh, look, there's a nipple. I mean, and I know that's how a lot of women treat um, Instagram. I guess I was going to say Twitter, but I think Twitter you can actually still show nudity on. Uh, but like mm. Instagram, you know, you can't show any nudity on Instagram, but there's so many women that promote their only fans on there because they'd be like oh here i am in my bra subscribe here and you get to see me without the bra mm-hmm. you get a lot of that twitter they'll do the same thing they'll like post a picture of themselves topless but like with little emojis over their nipples mm-hmm. and be like and over their other regions and be like come see the uncensored version at onlyfans.com mm-hmm. and they'll have links to it and like for a while, like everything I like, I was like browsing Twitter just to try to find show content. And like everything I found was people's fucking OnlyFans accounts advertising. So I was like, "Is that all Twitter is anymore? It's like political arguing and OnlyFans advertising." <laughs> That's all it is. People that hate Trump, people that love Trump, and then people that want to show their boobs. I mean, I'm okay with that, like because <clears throat> I can ignore the political stuff and then just. You know, enjoy the boobs, but it's and then Rivolino, of course, our hero, our sage, our uh, our Sherpa through this world. If yeah. anybody wants to hear about Rivolino, yeah, anybody on the Kickstream wants to hear about Rivolino. Kickstream. Listen to the Delting Under the Influence podcast. Go check out Rivolino on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It's Alpha Rivolino is his name, but if you just look look up, just search Rivolino, you'll see him. If you search Rivolino, you'll find him. But also, here's what I've got to say: Fuck that dude. <laughs> hey, you know what? If they spread them wide, don't make them your bride. No, it was the one I told you yesterday. Okay, there was there was actually one I'd shared with you, and we we're like, oh, we gotta we gotta mention that on the the po- oh yeah, Vans. He's talking about women that wear ugly shoes, and he said what Vans stands for is vaginal area needs sanitation. You didn't know it was an acronym, did you? <laughs> this is this is going to become a regular fuck thing. that dude. No, I'm good. And he, yeah, just gonna he to should him. become a regular. We will talk about his bullshit. And then maybe one day we'll actually meet him. And I will fucking kill him. I don't think he really will. But I do think it would be funny to like have him on like a podcast, like zoom in and just act like we're agreeing with him, but go so completely over the top, batshit crazy with stuff that we're mocking him. Because I don't think he would... I don't think he's probably smart enough to get it. Yeah. So I think we could just go so over the top to mock him. And he would just be like, wow, they get it. And then you could be like, oh, by the way, my name is Big Dick Gene. I am the alpha here, son. (laughs) Anybody say anything on your kick live stream over there? Yes, Adam. He keeps telling me how much he's ready to serve me. Ready to serve you, huh? You mm-hmm. are wearing almost like a black leather outfit, so that does, that does. It's not leather, but it kind of looks like it under the lights. So it, um, it does look like you are ready to be a dominatrix. I'm not gonna lie. Tempted to go buy you a whip right now. I don't think you need to. <laughs> what if I want to? Okay, don't you fucking should. judge me. Not judging you, baby. <laughs> 
Hmm. All right. Well, if you have comments, questions, um, rude remarks, whatever about streaming, like what the fuck is the, what what draw? If you watch these streaming platforms, what draws you to it? Let us know. Uh, send us a direct message at AUIPod on Instagram. Email us AUIPodJJ at JJ. Okay, you can't say it at the same time. I'm saying I it. Into, the, into the microphone. That doesn't work, babe. <laughs> hold hold for a minute. Just okay, hold. I'm trying to A U I pod J J at gmail.com. A U I pod J J at gmail.com. Let oh, us know why this. you watch these streaming services. Like, what is it about them <laughs> that attracts you to watching somebody's life with the like mundane shit they do that's I mean only fans I get like if somebody's showing their you know their junk that's one thing but uh about just these normal like like twitch watching somebody play video games watching these kick streams what draws you to it let us know we'll share it on the next episode babe it's good to be back it is good to be back two consecutive weeks two consecutive podcasts let's (sighs) go for three four five on the 30th, we are planning this to be released. On the 30th. It is the 30th, yes. So. Also, there's no 30th in February, so it'll probably be the 2nd of March. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played. I was like, man, she is fucking drunk. <laughs> good job, babe, good job. I did a good thing. I know you did. That was actually, I'm, I'm quite impressed. I was like, holy shit, she just said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it is the Adulting Under the Influence podcast. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, it's been fun. I'm Jason. I'm Jean. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.